listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck, and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. Um, in this episode, we thought we might discuss some pet dental health and uh, just how important good oral health is for both your dogs and cats and why it shouldn't be overlooked, which it often is. So just before I get started, just a little disclaimer that this is just general advice which may or may not be suitable for you and your pet. And if you have any concerns, please contact your vet. So, Glenn, let's say teeth or dental health, because it's an overall oral health situation. Yep. Is um, It's often something that's probably overlooked a little bit by owners, but it's actually really, really important in maintaining good overall health in your pet. Absolutely. And it's probably out of sight is out of mind for for a lot of people, yeah. That's why it sort of gets overlooked, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, often. I mean, you pet your dog every day and we should and and, um, you don't necessarily – Lift, lift up, up their gums and have a look in their mouth, I suppose. Uh, I mean, dogs are certainly usually in close, closer quarters to people than they used to be, potentially, yep. um, as in living inside and, and sitting on the couch beside you and all that sort of thing. Yep. And look, if dental disease gets bad enough, um, there's an odour that yeah, often goes along with it. But I mean, There's often an odour that goes along with smelly breath. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a significant odour coming from a pet's mouth, I mean, it's it's got a fair way down the track yep. to dental disease sort of thing. So, yeah, it's something that people don't. Um, go out of their way to look for sometimes. And, yeah, um, and I guess because, you know, your dogs and cats aren't smiling at you like people smile at you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, and the bit you do see every now and then isn't, you know, it's only a small minority of the amount of teeth that they've That's got. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And probably if you're seeing their teeth, they may not be too happy at oh, you. <laughs> sometimes, yes, but, I mean, you know, they've been lying upside down there, top yeah. lip flips open and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time people just don't think about it and that's, that's fair oh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually really important and it might surprise a lot of people how important um, just that simple dental health and the hygiene of the teeth and the gums and um, it leads, if you've got poor dental health, it can lead to a number of other or contribute to another um, health factors like it affects their liver, their heart, their kidneys, um, joint health. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's painful to start with. Well, I mean, course, if yes. you've got enough dental disease, and, and we'll talk about the sort of different types of dental disease that cats and dogs can get. Um, I mean, if you've got dental disease of any sort, I mean, inflammation um, causes mm-hmm. pain, essentially. So whether that's inflammation of the gums or um, holes in teeth or teeth starting mm. to get loose and rattle around and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, that's obviously uncomfortable and painful. But apart from the the mouth side of things, yeah, the dental disease certainly contributes to um, definitely heart conditions, um, yeah. more so in dogs than in cats, we think. But it can happen in both where um, any bacteria that gets in the bloodstream from that infection of the gums um, can end up in heart valves where the, the bacteria is in the blood and little heart valves are slamming shut however many times a minute the heart's beating yeah. um, and that bacteria just lodges on the edges of the heart valves and usually the body can can deal with that infection but it, in the process of dealing with that infection you get uh, scarring um, and changes to the heart valves which contributes to uh, heart murmurs. Um, and, and heart valve damage and uh, definitely kidney troubles, probably yep. more so in cats, we think, than in dogs because mm-hmm. they're a bit more prone to it. Um, but again, the kidneys are the you know, filtration system of the of the body. And so if, if you've got bacteria yeah, if you've got bacteria in the bloodstream, like if it's just one bacteria, okay, it gets in through that little filtration mechanism yep. and gets stuck there and then um, causes a little microabscess or microinfection mm-hmm. in that spot. And again, the body you know, deals with it, but um, along with dealing with it, there's some scar tissue that forms sometimes and, and we think that contributes significantly to um, the, the wind down of kidney function in cats because yeah. if um, an, an older cat, if nothing else catches up with them a lot of the time, it's, it's kidney trouble yes. sort of thing. 
um, and definitely, you know, uh, liver troubles and and uh, other bodily dysfunction mm-hmm. troubles, like just you know toxin problems in the system. Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, it's a it's a big problem and it's wide ranging. It's not just yeah, it's not just starting and stopping in the mouth. It, it can cause troubles elsewhere. That's yeah, right. which yeah. is really interesting. And people, if they haven't heard it before, they're not going to know or even put yeah. two and two together. I, I mean, guess, hey? it's the same in people. I mean, people with gingivitis That's are right. more prone to get heart attacks and strokes and that yeah. sort of thing because of the, the, the exactly the same process. Yeah. It just um, just hits a, a bit of a different spot basically. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it's a definitely a significant problem. You yeah. Know. So what are the types of dental disease that our pets can suffer from, our cats and dogs? Yeah, I mean, look, gingivitis and, and periodontal disease is the main the main problem. So gingivitis is just inf- uh, inflammation of the gingiva and infection mm-hmm. of the gingiva. So, so that's it's just what, the same as what people get? Yeah, so just the connection where the um, teeth are joining the body basically at mm-hmm. the gum line and there's a little um, uh, periodontal ligament, where that, mm-hmm. the little structure that holds the, the tooth in place in the bone and infection just gets down in between the tooth and the gum line the gums don't like being up against bacteria um, sometimes you can get tartar and plaque forming on mm-hmm. the teeth so and that's, that's that brown that's the visible stuff yeah, yeah. so it's sort of mineralized bacteria and food mm-hmm. um, that, that's building up on the teeth but you don't have to have that to have um, gingivitis either mm-hmm. because there's this little, little um, sulcus that little groove um, underneath the gum line where you can have you know the teeth can actually look quite you know white and, yeah. and normal um, but you've still got infection underneath the gum line mm-hmm. um, it's just when that tartar builds up i mean you don't see many people running around with significant amounts of tartar yep. on their teeth um because we brush regularly brush and, them, yep. and hopefully go to the dentist when you need to um and it doesn't get to build up to that extent but um, our poor pets sometimes um have got significant build-ups mm-hmm. and obviously that's uh, quite bad as far as the amount of dental disease mm-hmm. that, that could be going on um, and when that gingivitis gets bad enough and, and the periodontal disease gets bad enough, you start getting loosening um, of that connection of the tooth um, mm-hmm. to the body essentially and, and the uh, the infection's heading down into the bone of the jawline mm-hmm. um, or in the uh, the maxilla up in the top jaw and um, and you've got significant bone infection there and sometimes mm-hmm. you can get tooth root abscesses um, yep. mostly on the top um, teeth because their tooth roots sort of head up beside the eyes and, and sinus yeah, cavities and that sort really of thing. Painful. Yeah, so they um, they can get pretty nasty and you see mm. dogs with them. Um, Always bulging forward yes. and that sort of thing from um, from retrobulbar abscesses, yeah. abscesses, infections in behind eyeballs and that sort of thing. Um, so that's sort of where that can end up. And, and I mean, a lot of dogs um, have got enough dental disease that they've got teeth falling out. I yes. mean, there's little incisors at the front are probably the, the first to go mm-hmm. a lot of the time because they're the smallest teeth and they've got the, the least amount of attachment sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I see plenty of dogs that have you know, lost teeth because they've essentially rotted out of the head, which yep. isn't much fun. Um, so that's the, the periodontal disease and, and um, gingivitis side of things. Cats can be a bit prone to uh, odontoclastic lesions, okay. which are um, particularly cats that get... Um, like an inflammatory gingivitis so again the teeth aren't that they don't look that bad but they've got these red roaring um gingivitis going on yeah yep. so really really red and inflamed um and they can get inflammation enough to start reabsorbing their teeth at the gum level oh, so yep. it's it's not a cavity they don't really get cavities and dogs don't get cavities as such that people do but but this it, it sort of ends up the same as far as these these reabsorptive lesions um the tooth get enamel gets broken down mm-hmm. on the gum line sometimes underneath the gum line um and cat's teeth aren't very big like the nerves that are within the teeth because the teeth are are, are, um, viable living bits of tissue Um, those tooth roots aren't very far underneath the the, the enamel and you don't have to have much of a hole there it becomes very very painful and you see these little cats eating and and they'll sort of stop eating and lick their lips and and look really uncomfortable and open and close their mouth and that sort of thing and and a lot of those have got these adonoclastic lesions which are really painful and and the, the actual teeth themselves may sort of look not that bad because yeah. they don't necessarily have to have a heap of muck on top of them. They've just got yeah. a, a hole sort of right at the gum line, which is hard to hard to pick sometimes. Mm. Yeah. 
um, and probably the main other thing is is um, you know, uh, dental. Uh, Accidents, basically, yep. so, frac- so fra- fractures teeth. and broken teeth. Yep. Um, there's plenty of girls get worn teeth um, uh-huh. from mostly chasing tennis balls or, <laughs> or balls and that sort of thing. There's um, flat toothed um, cattle dogs that are addicted <laughs> to chasing tennis yep. balls that, that have got half the canine teeth that yep. they used to have. Um, it seems to be that most of those dogs that wear their teeth slowly, the um, the enamel um, caps off um, and and the nerve roots sort of retract back over time. So, okay, so, so very few of them sort of end up with actually got root canal problems. Okay. Um, so it normally just looks after itself Yeah, so it looks after itself, can seal itself off um, yep. you know, 90% of the time. Um, the ones that you know run into something or have mm-hmm. a dog fight or hit by a car or, or or um, chew a really hard bone, bone or, or, stick or, or staff, staff is it chew rocks and sticks and <laughs> chains and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can fracture teeth. And when you fracture yes. teeth and expose the tooth root, there's a really high chance that, that tooth's going to die because yes. you just get an ascending infection through the, the tooth yeah, root. Yeah, the infection goes all the way and, through. And, um, and, the, and the tooth loses colour. Like yeah. it's not white anymore, the whole um, tooth sort of goes a grey brown yeah. colour over time and, and um, becomes, you know, dies and becomes infected mm. and painful and everything else. Yeah. Yep. So that's sort of the main different types of dental disease that we see. Yeah. yeah. All as equally important, I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, it all ends up the same. It's painful, basically, and you need to, <laughs> yeah, you need to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose another thing, um, some breeds seem to be um, mostly in the dog department seem to be a bit prone yep. to um, re- retained um, deciduous teeth or their baby teeth yes. um, that don't actually fall out properly. Um, Chihuahuas and little long snouted Pomeranians and Jack mm-hmm. Russell seem to be a bit prone to it, um, particularly the canine teeth, mm-hmm. less so the incisors, but those the, the big four teeth at the front of the mm-hmm. mouth there, um, the adult teeth that have come through beside the baby teeth and, and yep. don't push them out as such. Yep. So you end up with, you know, a retained, you know, the, the baby teeth still there next yep. to the adult tooth. Um, and if that doesn't get noted, um, you can get food wedged up in between those, um, it's an those teeth. Sort of thing. Yeah, overcrowding is just like a, the, the teeth are touching up against yeah. each other. So you just get hair and food stuck up yep. in there and, and that can end up causing trouble. So that's fairly common uh-huh. um, in those little narrow nose, sort of generally small breed dogs yep. seem to be a little bit prone to it. But again, if you go looking for it, it's really easy to pick. Yep. Um, if your dog's still got, you yeah, extra teeth when it's eight months yep. old, well, they're probably not going to fall out by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't go looking for it and, and they're five years old before someone mm-hmm. sees it, it's it's a problem. Yeah. So on that, how many – like dogs and cats are like um, people. They have a set of baby teeth and a set of adult teeth come yep. through pushing those baby teeth out. Or That's how it should work. Yep. How many teeth do they have? How many do they start – do they start with pup- – the puppies have – or puppies or kittens? Yeah, they have a full, full complement to start with and then they all fall out and then the adult teeth come through. So it's 34 in dogs, sometimes 32, and sometimes yeah. they can so they can right. they can have some missing. Um, so they the, might not get them all just because? Yeah, not, not get them all because, and then they usually don't have the premolars, there's mm-hmm. the baby teeth, and then the adult ones don't form either. Okay. Um, yep. So that's the way it usually works, and cats tend to be, fairly, again, a fair bit more consistent with their 28, yeah. But, um, but they don't tend to um, not form them in the first place as a rule. Uh-huh. Some get extra extra lucky like um brachycephalic dogs with short wide noses and you're yeah. prone to um uh, polydontal disease where okay. they get extra teeth okay. um, and uh like boxes and um some of your bullies and those sort of mm. things they'll have like instead of having six incisors yeah. on the top and bottom they'll have six or seven or eight or <laughs> ten or twelve twelve like having two heads <laughs> It's just, it's just a little, little, little extra bit of specialness. They've usually got quite wide mouths there, so they yep. don't usually get overcrowded. They just, um, yeah, they all fit, they, in, they all fit in somehow. Yep. Yeah. Again, those little narrow nose dogs, they can get crowded. Yep. They've got six incisors and they've only got enough room for yep. three or four, so they all stack up um, like, yep. the, like the apostles side by side and yep. a couple in the front and front, a couple in the back. Yep. Yeah, and that, um, that can cause troubles, definitely.
family. So they're like us humans, dogs and cats. They're not like sharks that lose one tooth and another one sort of no, slots back no, in. Once They've you get, got their babies and their adults. That's all you're going to get. Yep. Yeah. So once they and lose those adults or we don't look after them as owners, yep. they're gone. Or just bad luck sometimes. But, yeah, yeah I mean, there's, right. a, there's a lot you can do to definitely help out yep. prevention-wise and, 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 you know, it's, it's probably um, not – Unexpected that at some time in your pet's mm. life, it's probably going to need a dental at some stage. Right. It's just what can you do to, to minimise the number yeah. of dentals that you that you need to do yeah. essentially? Because some pets I see need one every six months, yeah, um, and some pets, you know, it's five years between, um, yeah. and five years between certainly a lot better for the dog, and that's what I'd rather that's do. Right. Yeah, I mean, and they can live with, uh, like, once they've had a dental, they can live without a few teeth because. Um, your oh, absolutely. cat's got barely any left. He's got five. Yep. Yep. He's got one <laughs> mole <not> left. <laughs> he's got his four big ones and his one mole halfway up the happy. back. Yeah, he can chill, still chew plenty. Yeah. And look, I've got plenty of dogs that are patients that have had, you know, severe periodontal disease and, and um, you literally remove every tooth in their mouth yep. or, or leave the two bottom canine teeth because they're the ones that keeps the tongues in, in their mouth to stop it lolling out to the side <laughs> yeah, if you can. Um, but, I mean, those dogs will still eat just about anything. I mean, yep. they can't crunch up on hard bones, but they'll eat dry mm. food, they'll eat wet food, and yep. they'll, and they'll you know, chew up on reasonable bones because they want sort to just chew, to chew it, on stuff. They? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, look, there, if you've got severe periodontal disease where you need all your teeth pulled out, yep. you're a hell of a lot happier having those teeth removed and True. not having that infection and the pain associated mm-hmm. with it um, than leaving them. And Absolutely. If I never had to pull another tooth out of a dog's head, I'd be really, really happy. Yeah, but, um, but you don't remove ones that are healthy. I mean, it's, no, you're removing right. the ones that are diseased um, yep. and, and causing problems and pain. Um, and okay, clean up, do what you need to do. And then what can we put in place to, to keep what we've got left as yep. happy and as healthy as possible for as long That's as right. possible? Yeah. Um, let's talk about the signs and the symptoms of these um different dental diseases because it's really important that owners know what to look for at the first stage I guess I mean ideally all pets are getting a checkup every six months we'd love to see that but love seeing every six months I mean definitely yeah and every 12 months but I mean yeah. when when they do get a checkup I mean looking at that mouth really really important part of, of, of a check and even if they're there for a, you know, a lameness or a itchy mm-hmm. whatever I mean looking in their mouth when you've got the opportunity to um, yep. to address those things you know straight up that certainly should be a part of a, a good clinical examination yep. um, but even before they get to the vets, I mean, I you know, encourage my owners to just have a look in their pet's mm-hmm. mouth, basically, and you don't have to do it every day. I mean, if you did it once a month or once every two months or something, just to, to see what's going on. Um, and, and some pets, that's easy, and some pets, it's yeah. not quite as easy. Um, but really, <laughs> yeah, and look, I mean, realistically, and look, I have pets that don't want me looking in their mouths either. really don't like you looking in their mouths. But at the end of the day, look, if, if, if you look at a little section of their mouth and they've yep. got, you know, redness and infection on the gum line and, and some tartar building up, okay, you know, those two teeth need yep. addressing um, and I haven't been able to thoroughly examine the mouth, you know, with mm-hmm. them conscious and that doesn't really matter because you've established that, you know, there's, there's, there's dental it. disease there and we, and we need to anaesthetise mm-hmm. them to have a proper look and yep. see what's going on and deal with it, yeah. Yep. yeah. So some of the signs you could look out for at home is, well, we mentioned that bad breath when things get sort of Worse, I guess, than the worse. Yeah, or, I mean, now. it can happen fairly early too. Yep. I mean, and you know, dogs being dogs, you don't know what they've well, been exactly chewing right. or licking last um, yes. to, to give <laughs> to give them some bad breath. So, I mean, yep. teeth and ongoing bad breath, and ongoing bad breath. Yeah. So, I mean, teeth aren't necessarily the only cause of bad no. breath, but again, you know, if there's a bad breath problem, there's there's 
quite possibly, I mean, to rule out dental disease, yes. that's for sure. Um, Excessive uh, drooling? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yep. I mean, and that can be pain or um, just difficulty in swallowing mm-hmm. um, potentially. So that um, is sometimes a, a thing. Sometimes, you know, they'll they'll be really hungry for dinner and you'll yep. put, put their food in front of them and they'll start eating and then sort of think about it twice and go back to it or, yep. or go slower than what they used to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just all signs of, of okay, it, my mouth hurts. So signs thing. that their mouth hurts like that, just not... Eat it, like not going straight in and wolfing their dinner down like normal, like sort of yeah. a bit more hesitant, I guess, or so, bits sometimes. of times. And again, sometimes, I mean, I've got pets that have had you know, horrible dentition yeah. and, and basically, you know, six or seven teeth are loose and, and it's really, really horrible in there um, and there hasn't been any problems noted sort yeah. of thing because they're still eating and, and, you know, if they don't eat, they die essentially right. and, and eating is a pretty strong imperative for most pets. Yeah, um, especially dogs. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know... The, if you haven't seen these symptoms, it doesn't mean they haven't got dental disease. Mm. And, and again, early on, you know, you don't want them getting to the stage where they they are painful and, no, and everything right. else, and and you know, get the complications of you know a cough and and um, reduced exercise tolerance yep. and, and you know, all the symptoms of heart trouble, which have which have come from their mm-hmm. teeth. Um, and the same in cats, I mean, peeing more and drinking more and losing weight and all those sort of things from kidney troubles that again you know, have have possibly stemmed from from having from teeth. Um, yep. teeth troubles. Yeah. So they their gums are uh, also. A good giveaway. They can be bleeding gums or red, swollen, yeah, red and bleeding, um, inflamed, I inflamed. Guess. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just because the gums ideally should, unless they've just been chewing on a raw meaty yep. bone or something. Um, I mean, the pinkness of their lip, that the gum line mm-hmm. at the tooth should be the same pinkness. Yep. Like there shouldn't be pink, 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 and then red right at the gum yes. line. Red yep. at the gum line means gingivitis, and, and there's mm-hmm. inflammation dash infection going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, there shouldn't be a red line along the base of the teeth mm-hmm. where the gums are. That's yep. right. Um, teeth themselves, I mean, any sort of discoloration, I guess, if we're looking at a blacky brown, grey sort of tooth, yeah, it's basi- probably a dead one. Basi- basically, yeah, and, and discoloration of the tooth itself and, and plenty of dogs can't see the actual yeah. teeth for the amount of tartar and stuff that's on top of it. Um, and a lot of the time you've got gum retraction going on as well. Yep. So, you know, you can, um, if you know what you're looking at, see where the gum should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of time with infection, those gums are retracted back and they're exposing more, more of, of the, the tooth than they should be. Yep. And sometimes you've got a bit of bone just sitting there yep. um, where, the, where the tooth um, has detached, essentially. Yep. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if you touch the tooth and it wiggles around, that's a bad yeah. thing. Yep. Um, and if it's missing and, and the vet didn't pull it out, that's a bad thing as well. Yeah, probably yeah. need to get that checked. Yeah. So that's the other thing, I guess, loose, chipped, missing teeth yep. should be checked. Um, the swelling around the face, which is really interesting, especially under the eyes. I know that that's how we discovered with Bo that he was having a tooth problem because all of a sudden his nose under his eye yeah, was that, sore and I was like, ah, that's not normal. Those molar teeth on, on the top jaw and the bottom jaw, but the top jaw in particular, um, have got really long roots mm-hmm. um, and it's the carnassial tooth, the big um, yep. molar tooth at the back of the dog's mouth. Um, the tooth roots are that end up right up underneath the eyeball, yeah. basically like you know, a 20 kilo dog is going to have 2.3 centimetre long mm. tooth roots there so you think about where that ends up yep. um, up underneath their eye it's um yeah there's there's pretty long tooth roots yep. to, if you've got infection in the tooth root that's um mm. yeah infection a long way into the head essentially yeah. and a lot of these dogs um that come in with these yeah really one-sided puffy face yeah. if they haven't been bitten by a bee they've got a, a, um, a yep. facial abscess going on sometimes yes. yeah no that's exactly how we discovered with, with yeah. bone he'd actually broken a tooth yeah so that's how that infection got in and they're pretty complicated little teeth i mean those back molars we've got three or four roots on them yep. um so they're not just a simple um you know single root no. structure you can have you know three of the roots might be perfectly normal but if yep. you've you know, 
know, chipped off or snapped the, the top off a tooth in one spot and you've got a tooth root infection going down that one. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that are bug us to get out because you've got one tooth root that is infected and unhealthy and you've got yeah, three healthy. healthy roots. So, yeah, so they, uh, nicely attached. a bit more complicated <laughs> to get those out. They're but, actually really big when you see the teeth actually oh God, pulled yeah. out. They're massive, yeah. so much is under that gum line that you don't yeah. know is there. Well, they're pretty powerful jaws and yeah. pretty powerful teeth for che- yeah. chewing and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they've got them for life, so they have to be yes. good for 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's sort of the main um, signs and symptoms, I guess. So say, Glenn, you get a dog or a cat in and, okay, you've had a look and it's looking like it needs some dental work. Yeah. What's the process? They go in and they have an anaesthetic. Have an so anaesthetic. And that's a general anaesthetic. They're knocked out completely asleep. Yeah, it's the only way you can have a decent it's look at what's going on. Yes. Both for, um, well, staff safety and everything else, yes, but, exactly. but for the animal safety. I mean, you're protecting... And their comfort. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're protecting their airways when you've got them mm-hmm. uh, intubated. So, I mean, when you start cleaning teeth off and, and scaling, mm-hmm. um, when you go to the dentist, you've got the um, dental assistant in there yep. with the suction in the mouth and that sort of thing. Um, the dog's mouth goes even further back there. So we certainly yeah. like protecting their airways with them, with tubing them. But yeah, you just can't expect them to stay still for long enough no, to, to do, it any, takes do anything. A while. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the, on the case. I mean, if it's just, if there isn't any extractions and it's uncomplicated, it might be, you know, 15, 20 minute procedure yep. sort of thing for, for most dogs and, and a little bit less for cats because there's less teeth and they're not as big, um, right through to you know, a couple of hours for, yeah. for more complicated multiple extraction problems. Yeah. And having said that, you don't often know until you get them knocked out and on the table what you're dealing with. No, we, we grade them from what you can see. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, to give people – because it depends, obviously, on you know, how much work they need done as to you know cost, cost, costs yeah. and, and times under anaesthetic and yeah. medications and that sort of thing. Um, if you're not extracting any teeth, I mean, it's you know fairly minimally invasive and mm-hmm. they, they don't need you know extensive antibodies yeah. going with and pain relief and that sort of thing but if you're removing teeth and, and doing nerve blocks and, and mm-hmm. removing teeth they you know they certainly need antibiotics and anti-inflammatories to go home to with go and, home and, with, yeah. and um, sometimes they've got um, sutures in the gum line yep. uh, where you're trying to cover up sockets and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so uh, it depends on you know how much disease they've got and and you know, most vets will try and you know, estimate on like yeah. a, i can see th- it, it usually errs on the side of caution because yep. you know People don't like having um, large <laughs> bills when they think they're going to have a small yes, bill. Right. Um, so, I mean, most vets will tend to estimate, you know, a, a range because you don't yeah. really know till you get in there. Like you probe up underneath the gum lines and, and check out each tooth, yeah. you know, top, bottom and, and right and, and left to see. if you've got an uncooperative patient there in the examination room, you might yeah. not be able to see half the teeth. No, and, and you can't expect to. No. And, you know, a lot of the time the further you go back, you know, which are the more yes, difficult ones to look at, right. they're the worst ones because they're the ones yeah. that have got more tartar on them sometimes. Um, but, you know, you can't see the inside of the teeth at all. Yeah. Um, that's and right. really it's okay, you know, we've got a level of disease that I can see is a problem uh-huh. um, and we need to anesthetize them to, to do a further investigation yep. and, and clean up what's there. Yeah. So do you call us, well, it's like with people, it's a scale and polish, isn't it, when it, we're giving them a clean? It, it's that plus everything else. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, people's not just a scale and polish most of the time because yep. you've had a you know, thorough dental exam and, yep. and had all those little sulcuses probed uh-huh. um, to see, check out what's going on and then, you know, Yes, if there's nothing else going on, then you have a scale mm-hmm. polish you know, after that. But it's it's yeah, it's thoroughly investigating everything and, and um, charting them all and, and writing so it down and really see, see what's there. That's the thing that um, is, I don't know, I guess interesting. It's just like being in a dental surgery for, a, for human beings. Yep, yep. That's what um, when we're, as a vet nurse, standing there next to you doing a dental, that's exactly what you're 
really reading off, you yeah, know, how when they all... reading off which teeth it is and, yep. and what condition it's in and everything else. Yep. And I mean, really, I sort of liken it to um, paediatric dentistry, oh, essentially. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, little kids with, with teeth that need removing and, yep. and dental disease, I mean, they go to hospital and, and yep. get anesthetized because you can't ask them to sit still chair, and yeah. um, understand why I'm going to stick this needle in your gum to yep. give you local anesthetic, etc. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's sort of, to me, it's a bit the same as, yeah, paediatric yeah, dentistry. Yeah. yeah, explain it. It is a, um, can be a decent process, but... It, <laughs> It's definitely a necessary evil, I guess, when well, it gets to that point. if that's where you're at, the yep. alternative is not doing anything about it or, or you know, not treating it appropriately, yep. and, and that's far worse for the patient, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you, you will – you. it's the same as people. You scratch that um, – it's, yeah, like it's, sort of yeah, it's, it's usually like ultrasonic scalar on, on the teeth themselves go, yeah. um, where it's above the gum line. So, I mean, that just uh, more effectively and efficiently removes the tartar that's on mm-hmm. the teeth. Um, there's, you know, flush that goes with that and, and yep. um, some cooling agents that go with it. But you mm-hmm. can't ultrasound underneath the gum line. You've yep. got a curette or scrape out yep. underneath the gum line there to, to get back to. Like this um, little pointy hook thing. Yeah, a little pointy hook thing or a little sort of flat spoony looking thing um, yep. to, to um, just you know, curette out or, or scrape out the bacteria and, and calculate and get it back to normal. Yep. Um, and then you know, given the absence of that bacteria, the gums can mm-hmm. uh, grow back a little bit sometimes. If yep. they've regressed significantly, they don't grow back, but you just try to uh, allow as healthy a uh, condition as yep. possible, Yeah, yep. Po- post-dental essentially. Yep. Is it an age-related thing? Like I know you tend to, as pets get older because they've lived for longer essentially, Absolutely. their teeth start to wear more so it's age related in that you know i'll allow them more locker that i have accumulated Mm. you know problems essentially Uh, i mean i see 10 year old dogs that are on you know have got good genetics and that means like they've got good structures Mm. that can chew efficiently and Mm. haven't haven't got a face that's too short or malaligned or something going on that they can't you know chew properly in either part of or all their mouth and that's certainly a problem with some dogs um but yeah the the older they are the more likely they have accumulated wear and tear but you can have you know good genetics good diet you know a a 10 12 year old dog's got really 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 good teeth um and and i literally see you know puppies at their first annual vaccination at, at 12 months, yep. 14 months of age need dentals because they've had, you know, they've only had their teeth for six months um, yeah. essentially and, and they're on a diet that isn't great for um, keeping their teeth clean, clean and then not yeah. chewing anything that's hard enough to, to do anything to help them out and, and maybe they've got, you know, a genetically uh, pre-programmed yep. to not be great. I see a, a larger proportion of poodles and greyhounds with crappy teeth. Okay. They're sort of two breeds that seem yep. even for, you know, because a lot of poodles haven't got um, – but the confirmation of the teeth looks like it should be fine mm-hmm. to chew properly. Um, it's again those you know short really boxes and you know yep. all your brachys phallic breeds that the front teeth just don't align and yeah. it can make it more difficult for them to. That's um, a big overbite thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> make it more difficult to keep the front teeth clean in yep. particular. But when you've got that sort of concertinaing happening all the time, like them, they've got the same amount of molars and a lot yep. shorter face. So instead of being in a straight line, they're stacked up side by side, mm-hmm. and, and the teeth are you know, twisted sideways and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So sometimes that can complicate yep. the dog's ability to to chew stuff to um, keep their teeth clean. Yep. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and greyhounds, I don't really know why. Again, I think it's a genetic thing because their mouth mm-hmm. structure, you know, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it's even, you know, on a good diet for an extended period, they seem to have more troubles. Okay. So there's certainly a genetic component to yep. it, but it's it's mostly what they're fed. Yep. Yeah. So after a dog or cat's had a dental, and 
That's um, pretty much it. Sometimes they need to go home on the antibiotics. If it's just been a standard, straightforward, scale and polish, clean situation, they're right basically to go home most of the time? Or? Yeah, most of the time they go home. I mean, I at my practice, uh, we do like free check after seven days just to mm-hmm. make sure everything's sort of healed normally and yep. that's regardless of if they've had you know, extractions or not. Um, I guess because you've been pulling their mouth and teeth around. Yeah, so. they're pulling around and, and you just want to make sure everything's back to normal yeah, essentially yeah. and, and it, it, it gives us another opportunity to, to reinforce, okay, you know, what can we change? Yeah. to um, keep it from happening or at least slow it down from yeah. happening now because we've just had, obviously, you know, dental issues. Yeah. Um, and once we address that, yeah, just with the client, um, go through, okay, what are our options as far yeah. as um, more hard stuff to chew and, and yeah. you know, sometimes there's in water additives and other bits yeah. and pieces that you can do to help out. But it's it's really, you know, 98% dietary related and, mm-hmm. and that's the only really thing, you know, if your dog's genetically pre-programmed to it yeah. and um, is um, got confirmation that makes it more difficult to keep teeth clean. Yeah. That's their confirmation. You can't change that. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you've got what you've got. So it's really, yeah, you know, something to mechanically keep those teeth clean, whether that's yep. um, brushing and, and um, toothpasting yes. and doing that sort of thing. There's a lot or, of options, actually. Like, So there is the option of lots. Um, you literally can buy toothbrushes for yep. dogs and special toothpaste, which yep. is flavoured like chicken or liver or yep. mint or there's a whole heap of different ones out there. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so I mean, you want to brush your cat and dog's teeth? It certainly works. Um, there's not a huge percentage of the um, pet owning population that is inclined to do it and um, those people often aren't paired with pets that are happy <laughs> to, to, to be trained to put up with and it's not it's about true. grabbing your dog and, and sticking his head in no. advice and, and okay I'm going to brush your teeth it's um, you know there's a, a training protocol yeah. to go there and if people want to do that is there's certainly um, a few different ways to do it but essentially it's like I get them used to the taste of the toothpaste and do mm-hmm. they like the toothpaste and make it a happy event um, and build mm. slowly basically um, whether you're using a little thimble like an endy finger yeah, toothbrush so you get one that goes on your finger that yeah you just so you're essentially rubbing your finger around their mouth yep uh, either that or um, the opposite end which is like your little little-headed, long-handled yes. um, toothbrush so you can get in little nooks and yep. crannies sort of thing. So, I mean, and it's just building up their confidence with that. And you yep. don't have to do it twice a day. I mean, if you did it a couple of times a week, we yep. find that that's certainly beneficial. Yep. Uh, and if you want to do that, that's a really good mm. plan. Um, there if, are if some you easier options, <laughs> if, though. Well, easier well. options. And look, I mean, and some dogs, like, you, you know, you're brushing three times a week and, and they're doing all the right things and, yeah, and, and you'll still get tartar accumulating because we're supposed to brush twice a day and floss yep. once a day and, and we still get scale accumulating and, and yep. need to go to the dentist at intervals. So it's it's really, uh, yeah, it's you're probably not going to prevent it completely yeah. necessarily, but it's yeah, is it five or six years between dental appointments ver- yeah, just, versus um, every six months? Yeah. Helping it. So some other options are there's a lot of dental treats yep. on the market, um, ranging in flavours and sizes, but the idea of them is to mechanically clean those teeth. Essentially, all but a few of them are just straightforward mechanical cleaning. Yep. A couple of them have got um, like some enzymatic cleaners mm-hmm. in there which which um, appear to help either prevent tartar or sometimes might be they help, help a little bit what's there. I mean, yep. most of these things are, if it's already there and you can see it um, and you've got redness on the gum lines, um, Nothing's it, it, it's not going to remove that most yep. of the time. Um, partly because, you know, if you start, changing something and give them something else to chew that's harder than what they used to mm-hmm. have um, a lot of the time 
they will chew it and, and some of the teeth will get better, but wherever's the most painful bit, um, they avoid that because it's the most painful bit. Yes, so already, the crappy yeah. bit gets worse um, and the less crappy bits get better yep. or stay the same, um, but it doesn't actually you know, fix the problem because you've still got a, yep. a section of the mouth that's getting worse because it hurts the most. Something to use as like a precautionary... Well, prevent, yeah, prevention to stop, help stop it coming back. Yeah, so whether so. that's from you know, an early age where they haven't got dental disease once a new teeth come through or just as an ongoing um, prevention you know, be, be, work, between yeah. dentals essentially. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, look, some dogs never need dental in their life no. and that's really good um, and you don't do it unless you need to. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So there's lots of treats that you can try. There's also uh, some additives that you can add to their water, yeah, a couple which is of, a bit of a newer thing, I guess. Yeah, oh, a couple have been around for, yeah, a, for yeah. ages. Yeah, aquadent has been around for years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're all specifically antibacterial in nature or um, – tip the mouth's microflora into yep. a less um, harmful area and, mm-hmm. and there's more and more research and I mean it's the same as the human um, uh, gut biome and that sort of thing yep. sphere there's I'm sure there's going to be large um, increases in our knowledge on that in the next you know yep. 10, 5 10 15 20 years sort of thing but certainly there's a slash and burn policy um, <laughs> with some of the additives where it's just they're just antimicrobial basically yep. and, and that you know the theory is that you kill the bacteria in the mouth and that helps prevent tartar and it probably does. It's pro- probably a good thing to do if, you, if you've if you got really crappy teeth and you yep. have significant disease problems. But, I mean, yeah, I um, have some concerns about long-term antimicrobials um, yep. in the mouth and they're not antibiotics. Um, okay. But there's yep. still, but they're still um, medications that kill bacteria and, and if they're killing bacteria in the mouth, they're probably killing bacteria further down because it's in drinking water. And, and I guess and there's good thing. bacteria too that you don't really... Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, it's again, there's limited science on all yeah. these things, like as in published studies and that sort of thing. And, yeah. and if you, um, you know, have got a predisposition to bacterial overload and you put a in-water additive in the mm. dog's water, um, it, it, I think it does, and I've had certain clients that have had not very good effect from other things i mean they yep. have, have good effects from it but it's just yeah it's something to be taken into account i think mm-hmm. and, and it's not a it's not a, so it's a last resort but if it's a one of those um way up the pros and cons um, yep. sort of things yep. as usual um but if your dog's got really crappy teeth and having impossible um we're giving all the treats and yep. chewing all the hard stuff and and it's still building up i mean the inward additives seem certainly seem to be effective um mm-hmm. for lots of pets um so that's an option and, and yeah, all the dental treats certainly help. I mean, there's foods that have got a greater mechanical um, yep. abrasive effect and that sort of yep. thing. Like the prescri- so there's a lot of foods, diets. yeah, that are specifically, say, dental, like that they're going to help with their dental um, health. Yep. So is that their size and their shape is different, they're more abrasive gives more of that mechanical action of cleaning their teeth. All, the, the, all the above, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's the shape, it's the size, and, and really it's just <laughs> – all dog foods and all pet foods should be quite big. If you're going to feed yep. dry food, they should all be big biscuits. But to make them chew and to bite make them, them chew, in their teeth, yeah, yeah, which is where the dental biscuits come into it. And if you're feeding, you know, um, small biscuits to your dog, making them eat bigger biscuits, you know, it makes sense that it's probably mm. going to help their teeth out more. Yep. Um, they're probably designed if you can get them to eat them and it's safe to do so. Raw meaty bones is really good, yeah. good for their teeth as well. Yeah, thing, yep. um, so, I mean, that's really what they're you know, designed to eat and we did a podcast um, just recently about yes. raw meaty bones, the, the um, yeah, lots of pros and, and there's a few cons as well mm. and it's a balancing act as usual. But, yeah, raw meaty bones are, are definitely a, a really good way to keep most pets' teeth clean. And once again, that's because of the mechanical action of them. And if you watch a dog eat a bone, they're turning their head, they're using different teeth for yeah, different absolutely. parts. Yep. So they're using um, yeah, different parts of their mouth and their gums and their teeth are all getting touched by diff- by the bone, so it's 
rubbing it's like brushing their teeth yep. for a dog it's rubbing those teeth with yeah it, it's a it's definitely a mechanical thing and yeah. look there's there's various theories um on it and again the science um there's probably not a lot of published um papers on it that there's a theory that um high carbohydrate diets whether that's home homemade pasta and meat or chicken and rice or whatever or, or um a lot of the commercial diets are you know they're cereal based yep. um so it, there's a theory that you know that promotes bacterial overgrowth uh-huh. um, in the mouth as well and okay. and feeding it. But too much carbohydrate? Yeah, well, yeah, just the presence of, of more carbohydrate yep. than what they may be biologically um, yep. supposed, to. supposed to have in their diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably going to come out in the wash in the next 5 to 10, 15, <laughs> 20 years as well. Someone um, does some more research. Yeah, yep. and, and there's someone to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way in vet science, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's, that's right. There's, there's limited research um, yeah. dollars to go around for, for published studies. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you want to really get out there about dentals? It's really just go and have a look in your pet's mouth yeah. if you can. Yeah, I mean, and that's the most important thing, and it's simple, um, and you don't need to be able to diagnose what's going on. No. I mean, if they've got redness, if they've got, um, if they don't like you looking in their mouth, that might be because they don't like you looking in their <laughs> mouth. Um, so I'd encourage you to go to your vet yeah. to let them look in the dog's <laughs> mouth. Um, but yeah, if you see anything that's red, that's inflamed, any discoloration in the teeth, well, that's dental disease. It might be uh-huh. quite mild dental disease, or it might be you know quite bad dental disease, uh-huh. and, and sometimes you can't tell just from looking. Yeah. Um, but if there's any sign of dental disease, yeah, I mean, I would always encourage um, go to your vet, get it checked out. Um, if there's nothing wrong, that's really good. You yeah. haven't wasted your time. You've got peace of mind that everything is that's great. Right. Um, because as always, it's earlier we detect these things. Absolutely. Um, the much better outcome for the pet because, but, as we said, this can lead to things, problems with the heart, the kidneys, and yep. other issues. Pet, so better for your pet and better for your wallet. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the other thing. The yeah. earlier, especially with a dental. Yeah, because it makes a big difference. It I does. Mean, it'll be, you know, it might be a three or four hundred dollar procedure um, mm. or two hundred dollar procedure right. for you know mild dental disease. Yep. That if you leave that for, you know, it could be six months, twelve months, eighteen months, two years Just later, depends, sometime yep. in the future, and you're talking multiple extractions. You know, a your pet's been in pain for you know, yeah. a, a more extended period of time, but you know, your um, dental bill might go from you know, the low hundreds to, to several hundreds or, yep. or certainly more if you're you know, throwing in dental x-rays and all that's sorts of other bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. And I guess the thing to point out too is it's not going to go away. It's not something that's just like a, oh, they've cut their foot, it's going to heal and it'll be okay. This dental disease, we see the start of it. Yeah, it's absolutely. Going to, it's not going to just fix itself. No, it does not going to fix itself. I mean, once the teeth all fall out, um, <laughs> you've, pro- you've probably still got residual bone infection in the jawline, <laughs> which is really bad. Um, but yeah, the transition between having a full set of mouth and having more rot out isn't much fun. No, gosh, no. no. It'd be incredibly painful. Yeah. And it, you've got to think of that stem of infection through the whole system. I yeah. just, it's not nice. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, and they're pretty stoic buggers. I mean, there's, there's lots of pets um, that, you know, they. They can't tell you that ouch that hurts or um, I've got really bad crappy teeth and, yep. and they've had it for so long and they've been putting out for it so long. You know, it's their life is normal with it, but I, yeah. I can't. You know, I've had lots and lots of clients with you know fifteen year old dogs that have had you know crappy teeth for eight years yeah. and and it's only just been diagnosed and and you knock them out and remove twenty four teeth um, and that dog's running around like a puppy like three days later life, um, yeah. because they're not you know, it's not in pain and and you've got rid of all the infection and, yep. and you know, everything's running so much better yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's you know it's really good when you can do that but. Um, Gee, I wish it hadn't got to that stage in the first place. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, as always, we recommend early intervention. Yep. Get it treated. Flip the lip. Have a look. See, flip the lip. Flip the lip. <laughs> have a look at what those teeth look like. And, and yeah, don't um, forget if, if you can't see what they look like, get your vet to. And yep. if your vet doesn't look in the dog's mouth, um, get say, 
Could, no, I'm just saying, could you check your teeth out, please? Just we get busy sometimes. You know, occasionally yeah. you might forget. But um, but yeah, it should be part of a routine exam because, yeah. I mean, prevention-wise, it's probably one of the most controllable things that we've got. That um, overall has got a really big dictator on your pet's health and, yep. and longevity, particularly. Yeah, and yeah. and and comfort. Yep, exactly yep. comfort. Well, um, on the Vet and Pet Direct website, we've got a lot of these um, dental products that we sell from the treats to the water additives to all the prescription diets and the foods that are available. Um, So if you're looking for something to help out at home in between those dentals, um, certainly jump on there. Um, Of course, course, uh, speak to your vet if you've got any concerns. And there's also some more information on um, pet dental health and in the Vet and Pet Direct Help Centre. And I did write a blog a little while ago about when Bo had his um, problems with his tooth and it shows we got some photos while he was in surgery. So there's a few little bits of information there that's more sort of on the process of how it happens, I guess. Um, But if you've got any more questions, um, either speak to your vet or you can shoot us through an email. And we hope we've helped keep your dog's teeth happy and healthy yep give your dog a pet and flip the lip flip the lip (laughs) go on people flip the lip all right thank you thanks guys bye see you